Welcome to Extra Points. Now here's your host, Cousin Sal, and his pal, Dave Damashek. All right, welcome to the Extra Points Podcast, part of the Extra Points Podcast Network. Cousin Sal coming to you with my dear, dear friend, Dave Damashek. Check. Lots going on, right? Mm-hmm. The, the sports doesn't really stop, right? I, I guess we'll take a little bit of break after this NBA Finals. There'll be some baseball, and then we'll get right into football. Well, we're going to talk NBA Finals. We're going to talk football because they came out with a list. I think you like lists. I'm going to start getting you into lists, okay? If Ooh. I can, if, if there's one thing I could do, one way to turn you around, I want to get you into lists. But what was it? The execs and the coaches came out with a list of the 10 best quarterbacks we're going to dive into that. Like I said, basketball. We have Robin Lopez. Yes. I heard of him. You heard of him. Brother yeah. of, uh, he, well, first center for the Washington Wizards. Brother of Brooke Lopez, who's in the finals. And he has a comic book coming out. Finally. Finally, the Lopez brothers have a comic book coming out. But it's going to be a fun show. Is it? I don't know. You know, I come back, I have a nice break, I relax. All you hear about is needing to recharge your batteries and everything. Uh, Maybe I did that, maybe I didn't. And now I'm at a 10, Sal, in anger and outrage and and, and disgust at what I saw on Tuesday night. At what I saw. Oh, the All-Star game. Forgot yeah. to, I didn't even mention that. Wow. Why? What are you upset about? The National what do you think I'm upset getting, about? Getting killed, what you th- the uniforms. It's I couldn't so give a good talk. goddamn about who won the meaningless All-Star game. I care about what my eyes saw and had to turn away from. All right, so here's the thing. Speaking of eyes and turning away, most of the time you'll bring up the uniforms and I'll just mm-hmm. roll my eyes. And like where yours are, you know, have a, an adverse reaction to the uniforms. I'm like, I don't know. Is this a bit? Of course it's a bit. But... Yesterday, I felt your pain. I really did. I physically felt their pain. Like I could see like people who have like are sensitive to sunlight going out there. It's like, oh, come on. Just just don't stare into the sun. No, this was awful. The American League and National League, they have these new uniforms designed by Nike, of course, just to make money because they don't look good. No one asked for this. And uh, I had a bigger problem with the National League, I think because it was white and so that the overlay, the terrible, terrible overlay for each team and each player really popped. Uh, what was your, you know what, we should introduce you. know what, you yes, thank you yes. for your yes. amateur input okay. on this. Right. Let's turn it over to the expert. Hit right. the music. Dave Damashek, the uniformant. Dave Damashek. All right, Uniformant, take it away. Well, let me start out at the end of the novel here. It will be a brief one. It's a short story. Final grade, F, 0.0. I don't care what, however else you want to measure it. It's at the bottom Um, And maybe below there, bad in principle, Major League All-Star game. Of course, we look to this game to see all the uniforms of baseball. We don't turn it on to see whatever that mess was. Bad in principle, worse in execution. Let's execute them. Not necessarily the person or people who came up with that design, but the uniforms at minimum. And we'll go from there. In town square, let's put him in a shredder or otherwise and make a we must make a public spectacle of this so that it never Mm. happens again. I think that the feedback 
for Major League Baseball has been heard already, but let's make sure we put a final nail in that hideous, hideous coffin. I mean, who, who, you know, Ted Williams hit a home run to win the first All-Star game. Who out there was like, you know what? This would be even better if it looked like Ted Williams was wearing a onesie. When Dave Parker threw Jim Rice out at third base, who said, you know what? It would look even cooler if the Cobra looked like a mall security cop. Shame, fair, blech. That's the end of it. I don't want to talk about it ever again. That's how sick in my balls I am about it. Thumbs down. Shame on you, baseball. Good job. Good job by you. You really you. wrapped it up there. Okay. And they should wrap those up and throw it in all the three rivers or wherever. Now hit them into space in Coors Field. Make baseballs out of them and nice. then knock them out. I don't want to ever see him again either. Um, yes, I did feel for you because everyone on the internet agreed with you. And while there must have been some validation there, it also was like, hey, I've been I've been judging uniforms for years. Don't you? Don't, right? It's like when you first saw Built to Spill and there was like nobody else was a fan. And then it got to the biggest popularity and they had like 60 or 70 fans. You're like, whoa, where did these people come from? Right? Is that how you felt? Well, it's it's very much Sal. Thank you for that. As a, mm. as a vain person, that sort of validation is helpful to me. And yeah, at the same time, I'm I'm conflicted because other people are getting in on the bit. But mm. it's no it's no bit though. You know, life's not a bit, Sal. And uh, and, and we learned that a tough lesson last night looking at that ball game. It was a, an atrocity to the eyeballs. It was mm. very hard to watch. I would have to like watch half an inning, then take two innings off, then another half inning. And then yeah. I, could, I couldn't stomach it anymore. And I had to turn away um, for a bit. But yeah, you know, it, it, it is akin to, I guess, if you were the Oscars, you know, and you're, you know, it's like, wait, Blockbuster's doing its awards now? Like, who cares? Same thing. Same thing for you. me here. You I know, it's you. like, ah, who, fine, go ahead and give your uh, your uniform rankings. Nobody's going to give a good goddamn, much like uh, nobody cared about the well, Blockbuster. Well, but seriously, here's what baseball has over football <clears throat> and not basketball, because basketball players are practically naked out there. You see their full head, you see their body, you know, whatever. They're wearing like tank top jerseys or whatever. Football is hard to distinguish players unless it's, you know, they're handing off to Ezekiel Elliott or your top back or, you know what, your, your top receiver. You'll, you'll get to know the, where he's lined up and everything because they're so heavily equipped. You have the helmet and everything blocking. The, why would baseball want to do this to themselves? It's hard enough to figure out who players are. Why are you, why are you disguising them? even more now like that's this a is great not point what baseball needs to do like put all the aesthetics aside like put everyone in their regular uniform we know immediately which team they're on then we'll figure out who it is on the team you know it's not too hard well actually the pirates had two all-stars i can't even make that joke but um you know so put their names on the back put their numbers on the back just have them wear their regular uniform figure out a different way to make money i don't know have a bake sale after the thing in the park right lot. I, I Football and hockey, they can't wear their normal uniforms because right. it would be too confusing in in action. Baseball, yes. that's why you can wear your home uniform. That's why you could do it. It's 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 a gift from the sports gods that they have thumbed their noses at. Yes. Uh, Manfred on down and shame the devil. And I already told you, Sal. I'm finished with this subject, and I don't okay. want to talk about oh, it. Right. Stop trying right. to suck me in. Every all time right. you, every time I think I'm out, you, you bring me back in, I and I'm it. done with it. And I want to say this to you. Oh. Muzzle tub to you, and I want to take half credit again because I mentioned I'm a vain person. Mm -hmm. Pete Alonzo, 
I agreed oh. with you, but I floated Joey Gallo just as a backup I know plan in the home run I, derby, listen, and I know, feel Mikey I, I'm Meatballs upset. Had, Mikey Meatballs initially had the graphic as Pete Alonzo for Sal and Shaq to win. I was like, well, let's differentiate a little. I was like, I think he took Gallo as his backup, and now I knew you were going to be mad, but you it's not like you wouldn't have taken credit if Gallo had won, right? But now I get it. I get it. You also, you, <laughs> You're <laughs> you on to me. That's okay. right. All right, so a lot, yeah, I mean, like, for me, the home run derby was so much better than the All-Star game. I guess I'm, I'm completely biased. I'm a Mets fan. The National League lost. They didn't even really put up a fight. This is getting disgusting, the American League's dominance. Uh, it luckily, it really doesn't matter because it's not like you get home field in the World Series or anything, but I think the National League is hitting, like, 190 against American League pitchers over the last half dozen years. So uh, that and the uniform, God forbid, I'm not going to mention that, but... Uh, Yes, that b- between the two things, uh, I, I I don't know what they do. Like, they try to do the mic'd up thing. I felt bad for Joe Buck a little bit. If you're going to do the mic'd up thing, if you agree to do it, be a sport, right? Talk. Don't, don't do the <laughs> normal. So right. Yeah, man, we're just having fun. We're just trying to have fun out here and compete. And it's like, all right, that, save that for the locker room. Uh, and pass on it when they ask you to be mic'd up. There's there's 18 other guys. Actually, there's 30 other guys because they're they're filling in guys every half inning. There's a different one. So just pass on it if you don't want to talk and cut it up and be fun, right? Yeah, absolutely. And I don't need the interview within the game because I feel like, and I've, I feel this way about every sport. I know I said two shows ago or, or two days ago when we kibitz last mm. that I, I think baseball does need to hear from the skipper or otherwise in the dugout. But the interview specifically in all sports in game undermines it. There's a, isn't there, I mean, I, I, I know people bash Greg Popovich for his comportment in those. And generally I, I hate when the guys give the monosyllabic nonsense answers, mm-hmm. but in the game, like, what, 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 why do I have to answer questions? We got a game going on right now. Maybe even at ha- at halftime, I guess. Um, yeah, although have we yeah. ever learned baseball, anything at halftime? There's, there's a lot. Of have that. we ever learned anything in those halftime interviews? What do you think, coach? What do you, what do you have to do? Like, what's the coach going to do? Like, we're, we're going to blitz on second down. Then, you know, like, what are they going to say to that nonsense? Like, oh, we got to play better. Uh, this, this is weird, but this is a meaningless game. So it's okay to try to conduct an interview. I just would like for a, a, a skipper to be miked during a game, just to hear what he is saying to the pitching coach or otherwise, because yeah. football would reveal actual you know play calling but baseball you could Scheming, i think it would yeah. be fascinating to hear hear that stuff i i believe I, my thing is just if you're gonna agree to do this don't be a lump don't sit there and like uh I, I felt bad for joe buck everyone's like oh joe buck leave him alone it's like yeah this is this was planned they didn't um they didn't sneak this microphone it wasn't an ambush <laughs> everything was planned ahead of time. joe buck is like all right good to know like after a while after the one word answers he was like right. and then some guys were good about it but then some i don't want to point any out but some were just like, yeah, man, we're going to compete. Like, and I get it. You're, you could potentially have a screaming line drive at your head in about 10 seconds. But uh, if it's about compete and have fun, like you said, just have fun. Have fun with it. I don't know. I don't like that game. Also, 5-2, we're not seeing a lot of runs. I don't need to see 30 runs, but this shift, Sheck. Everyone's shifting. Can, can the, the best players in the game practice bunting? In the offseason, because you can get a bunt hit almost every time, I think, if you do it right against these shifts. And we're seeing like second baseman diving towards the right field line and throwing out a guy at first just because they played the shift. And that's it's routine. Talk about your eyes adjusting to anything. It's like any ground ball now to the right side is going to be fielded because there's like five players on that side. I, they have to do something about this. Shift. I well, this 
you know, I am anti, I don't even, we don't even know exactly what Belichick figured out about our no, favorite it's a different game. Sport. I'm talking baseball. What are you talking oh, about? Oh, wait a second. Yeah. I get my head's fine. No, Belichick solved something. He figured out the cheat code and, and maybe literally cheated. But one way or the other, he divined something about like, here is a way that you can always win football games or win more than you lose. Mm-hmm. And somehow he, he, the trap, the neutral zone trap in hockey kind of, it, it games the game and there's no solve to it. There isn't anything that a, a high end team can do to defeat it, really. This, it, I, I hate it, but for a sport that, that prides itself from Mount Pius on down about, like, the unwritten rules, well, stop this crap out. This isn't in the spirit of baseball. This, yeah. is, this is jive. But to your point, how hard-headed are we going to be about if you're, if you're a hitter? Like, well, I'm paid to slug. Like, all right, well, how about yeah. get on base? Because there's, there's, right. there, there's a free ride to first base if you just bunt the ball. I'm we get a dozen extra hits a year. Uh, I mean, some of these guys are hitting into the shift every single at bat. So yeah, really do it once, and nobody ball. can do it to you ever again. Exactly. Yeah, but you can't keep doing it if, if if you bunt the ball once, and that's the end of you ever seeing the shift happen to you right. as a ball player. Exactly. It's All right, uh, let's shift to because I, I know between the uniforms and the and the shift and everything, I, I did not like it. and the mic'd up. The 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 All Star game was a a zero I thought and I and I loved I love the pre stuff I mean really it's becoming like I don't know if it's become maybe it's been like this for years or the home run derby is better than the actual game the three-point contest and the dunk contest are better than the actual game I don't know hockey's a little lost but they they have skills competitions in hockey like that's right. Saturday before they do all right so, so we, we, we the answer is we don't need any of these the no, best of all of them let's just let let's start the trend football shows us the way so often Come on, football. I've been talking about this for 15, 20 years now. Get rid of the dumb Pro Bowl. No one wants to hit each other in that. Loser Bowl. Two worst teams play each other. Winner gets the first overall pick in the in the next draft. This is I a like gangbusters idea. Everybody would love it except the guys required to play in it. They would be vexed, but guess what? Then they'll come in last or second to last place in yeah. the league, and then you don't have to play in it. I like that fine, and I do. And also it screws up. All, all stats are all screwed up now anyway, but when you have so many backups accepting an invitation to the All-Star game in, in any sport, like, you mm-hmm. know, and now all of a sudden, well, Taiwan Walker was an All-Star for four years, but, oh, oh, but was he ever selected? No, like seven guys had to get hurt for him to do it. Like, you know, you know it's... Uh, it, it screws up the stats of who's great and who's not, and when you start talking Hall of Fame, there are some... Um, very good players. This is how they get in. They'll have another stat to lean on when they really weren't chosen or right for the uh, position. At the I time. get that these guys have egos, though, so it's mm-hmm. nice if they do that. But but I feel, I detect, I get a whiff of oversell mm-hmm. from the broadcasters saying, like, these guys are so excited to be here. They mm-hmm. love being here. Do they? Because... In the midst of a 162-game season, they either can have three days off, three-day right. furlough to go mm-hmm. put their feet up, or they can play another ball game and have to deal with another couple days worth of nonsense and press and all that yeah, kind of right. suppress everything else. Who who would want to go to that? 
And I and, think I, it's nostalgic, honestly. I if guess. you grew up watching the game and you love the game and you love the All Star game and what it represents, then then I think it that's kind of and they get a little extra scratch and maybe they bring their family there and everything. But and some guys have fun. I mean, Pete Alonso is dancing in between pitches for the home run derby. But uh, I get it. I think I would probably set it out. It's a long summer. Um, I would do it drunk. Oh yeah, because then it would be like. You would be playing the game, but it would be, you know, right. like a vacation at the same time. Well, it would make the mic'd up segments uh, that much more entertaining. Well, Correct. I don't. I, I imagine at some point we'll see a um, a number, a value on how much they made selling those horrific jerseys, and I won't. I won't report it back to you. Well, you know what? They everybody said they look like softball jerseys. Maybe they should do exactly what I just said: kegs on the field and all of it. Yeah. If everybody was drunk. Now we have a, a, an entertaining product yeah. to talk about. Like the Golden Globes of, uh, of baseball. There yeah. you go. Uh, yes. Like, well, yes. back when that was acceptable. Uh, NBA game four tonight. Suns at Bucks. Bucks looking to even the series. But the Suns have uh, a different plan on their mind, Dave. They're looking to go up three to one. See, it doesn't, the Bucks, the fact that they're looking to even the series, the Suns can't be like, all right, well, now we move on. No, they're going to show up. The line is four and a half. It was uh, last game as well. 221 is the over-under. That went up from 220. Landed right on 220 last game. Um, we're doing race to one Wednesday tonight, the trifecta and I, because, you know, they screwed us. It used to be T Tuesday. We've had basketball every Tuesday. It used to be race to 10 Tuesday. Now, what do we do on a Wednesday? We got to go one. I can't do race to 10 Wednesday. No, that doesn't sound right. We'll lose listeners. Race to one First score wins, and I'll tell you what, I had Harry pick it for us because Harry, I don't know if you've, you uh, follow this, he was 0-14-1 before yesterday. And his last 15 picks, this is astounding. That's very, very difficult to do. Oh, it, rea- it truly and is. Truly is a remarkable run he's on. His one, his one tie was Suzuki to have a shot on goal, and he did that in overtime against, the, <laughs> against uh, Tampa Bay. So that was his tie. But anyway, he's oh, and he had Qatar yesterday to win. They did not win. They drew. So he's 0-15-1. So he said, Harry, you're picking the race to one. Who do you like? He said, we like, I like the Bucks. so we're going Suns. We're going Suns to score first. That's my pick of the day today, actually. Okay. Plus 118, <laughs> Suns to score the first point in the game, and we're going to be screaming like uh, lunatics tonight live on Twitter. Don't miss it. It's gangbusters every time. If for some reason you've missed it uh, to this point, uh, enrich your life and watch these yes. these fools yell and scream at a TV screen but um, and, and, your, uh, and their laptops. As well, this will be especially compelling with the first basket. I think you need at least five minutes worth of warm up of just yeah, explaining his yes, choice here. Yeah, because we, it, it can't be it can't be eight second long uh, telecast or whatever we're doing. But here's what's interesting, Check. We have Robin Lopez on. Brother Brooke Lopez takes the opening tip, has won the first three. So this is why they're plus hmm. one eighteen. I mean, that's a that's pl- that's a good plus number for one basket. <clears throat> I wonder if we could get a message to Robin through Robin to Brooke. You could lose that tip. No one, you know, <laughs> no one's gonna, no one's gonna claim foul if you lose that tip. Unless you and we foul. and and this show is the reason that all gambling on sports goes down. It all collapses <laughs> right as it's about to to soar to a, to another level. Um, I will. Um, yeah, I mean, uh, Harry, it, you know. His decision-making process, I already had some questions about it, but I woke up today 
to him asking me the uniform and about the uniforms uh-huh. on Twitter. But then he tweeted it, and then within the tweet to me, he tagged himself. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he's all over the place I'm with out- this. I, I curious, curious. Is, uh, you don't expect O fifteen and one from someone like this. He has no clue. He's, he he has lack of focus is uh, extraordinary. Count me as uh, count me as a fade, Harry tonight. I'm going okay. with the Bucks. You're going with the Bucks. Oh right, <laughs> because score his, first. I'm, not, oh, I'm oh. going Suns. I'm going Suns uh, plus the four and a half. But in the race to one, I got to. No. What am I going to do? I got to fade. No, no, Harry. no, no, no. I we already faded it. I, I took it out of his hands. He wanted the Bucks, and I, oh. I, I said yes. I took. Okay, I got it. So the fade is the Suns, but I know it gets confusing. His extra points pick, which is he's looking for his first and sixteen, uh, is the Suns. So I, I, I know it's very hmm. confusing. So. Uh, bet the Bucks. I actually think they even it up. Um, you know, I, I don't want to be a curmudgeon, but they've not been a good game in, in a while. Like 12 of the last 13 have been 10 points or more. I recommend it on Fandle. Go take the Bucks to win by 11 more, 11 or more at plus 220. Go take the Suns to win by 11 or more at 7 to 1. One of them's going to win. You'll get your money back and then some. Um, but I'm being a curmudgeon there. I just don't think there's going to be, you know, Parley Kid and I were talking about it. If we're not going to get the stars check, right? If we're not going to get the LeBrons and, you know, against Kevin Durant, at least give us a close game, right? We're not getting that. We've had blowouts. I hear you, but now you've, I got to say, as a curmudgeon myself, you you two have now tilted too far in that direction because we have stars. This is, I, I, History will completely forget. I'm it. sorry to say Lakers fans, Clippers fans, Sixers fans, whoever else. History will forget the injuries that led us to this. As mm-hmm. long as we have two fully healthy rosters and Giannis keeps doing this, like we talked about the other day, this yeah. is going to play just fine in history. Sure. We have we have stars on both sides of things. We have a, a, a two-time MVP and Giannis doing what he's doing. That's that kind of to me is what decides the series going forward. Is can gate uh, can uh, can Aiton get going with Portis and Giannis mm-hmm. and and can he offset what they're doing um, on the interior? But you right. know I'm gonna go with if you wish me to jump into it Do unsolicited. It. I think that Devin Booker bounces back from an atrocious game three effort he writes the ship for himself and for the suns he's the difference and i am taking booker to be the game's top score at plus 380 give me that one i had a Giannis and everybody else i like it i like it a lot i also recommend it on against the odds booker over Giannis at plus 260 but if you just think he's going to run away with top score or get the better odds at a plus 380 yeah i I mean look i'm all over the place with this guy i just want good games right i mean if if it's those seven games and every every game is decided by 10 or 12 or 15 how does it go down in history like yeah that was a seven game series will people remember that none of the games were close in the final minute i don't know i mean i want i I, i'm I'm taking the suns here but if you're an objective view or what you want by hook or by crook, I suppose, is a Bucks mm. victory here, right? Because then now if you go 2-2, two, two, now More it becomes More by hook a- than crook, but I know what you're saying, yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah okay, sure. fair. Uh, oh, golf, Shaq, I don't know how much. Now, the British Open, we're down to one more uh, major here. This is a fun one. It's a Lynx course. I like telling people, no, it's a Lynx course. It's different. Like, I don't even really know what that means, but <laughs> it's a Lynx course. <laughs> I guess there's deeper rough and, and more bunk, more sand and shit. And uh, I don't know. The Europeans seem to do. Better. No, there are no trees. The uh, bunkers no trees. are deeper. Right. The, the winds are 
uh, generally much stronger than you have to contend with stateside. Yeah, these are the, okay. the differences. Well, and the, oh, and also sure. the flag sticks are much lower than we're used to. So it's an optical illusion every time a guy lands the ball on the green. You're like, wait, is it close? I can't tell because of the 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 height of the flag stick is also. Is that true? The sticks are different. That should at least yes! be the same, right? What? But you could you know, the clubs all have to no, be but- uh, regulation, right? Like why why is any of the equi- actual <laughs> yeah, I think so uh, man made equipment uh, different? That's that's strange to me. All right. Well, I don't know. Anyway. It's like how they have different money over there. Those weirdos. They ha- well, they have to be different. One thing is for sure, Shaq, Golf Glory is up for grabs this week, and you can get in on all the action with a risk-free first bet up to $1,000 on FanDuel Sportsbook. Just place your first bet using promo code EXTRAPOINTS, and FanDuel will refund you up to 1000 in site credit. If you don't win, that's craziness, $1,000. It's been an exciting golf season. Yes, a lot of uh, full of can't-miss moments. Join in on all the fun FanDuel Sportsbook. Always great promos, easy to use, safe and secure transactions. And as far as the golf goes, it's anybody's trophy this weekend. But I have a few favorites. I don't like Rom, Dustin Johnson. I'm going Xander Schauffele. This guy just goes about his business. He is right there for every major. He's top 10 last week in the Scottish Open. Uh, 15 top 20s this year. He's outstanding. Just short of a major in every category. I think you can get him for 18 to 1 odds. Download the FanDuel Sportsbook app and sign up using promo code EXTRAPOINTS to unlock your risk-free bet up to $1,000. Check where should people put their $1,000? I, I love that pick legitimately because he's been in um, contention for at least off the top of my head, uh, two of the other three majors. Yep. But mm-hmm. yeah, I'm going to go with Rory McIlroy. Um, Rory McIlroy. Mm-hmm. Rory McIlroy. He, um, but uh, for the reasons you state, even though they don't really aren't, maybe supported fully in 2021 it's kind of like we were talking about with the the tennis grand slams that some guys are good on grass and some guys are good on clay Mm -hmm. but they've kind of negated those differences apparently i've talked to some tennis experts of late who who tell me that like yeah the clay isn't as severe an advantage as it Mm. used to be and 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 that's why um, some guys are able to close the gap on the best clay players over the last five years or so i feel like that's that, when we were growing up. Remember, like Paul Azinger, the American, they would say, Well, he should do really well on those right. British courses because he knows how to hit the low. He, what, what you want to do on those theoretically on those kind of courses is, is, is hit the ball, hit the low stingers, the, mm-hmm. the line drives. You don't want to hit the, the soaring draw that American uh, golfers tend to play. Right. I feel like now you don't really see much of it. Well, the, the Euros who get it. All that being said, give me the Euro. I'm taking McElroy. Oh. He's your winner in 2021. All right. Well, he has a win under his belt, obviously. Always in contention. All right. That's a good pick. Uh, well, you'll know right away with Rory. That's kind of the thing, right? He's around for the weekend and uh, there on Sunday. Yeah, right. Exactly. On, it'll be good. maybe Thursday mid-afternoon he'll bell out. Uh, I do like, by the way, can I just say quickly, sure. the uh, the bunkers uh, over there versus the Americanized bunkers are pretty are, are pretty funny symbol yeah. of America. It's like, yeah, we're going to keep the sand and everything, but the spirit of them we're going to throw out the window because Americans over everybody else in the world, we're masters of convenience. That's what yeah. we have. It's like, we don't actually want a bunker that you might get stuck in for like three or five strokes. You know, mm-hmm. like we're going to have the sand and it'll be nice like a beach, but we're not we're like you could get stuck in purgatory in one of those sure. uh, Brit- like British British courses there. Yeah. yeah. 
I, uh, well, along those lines, you talked about the soaring drives of some of these golfers. Bryson DeChambeau, I think, is going to struggle. If you, oh, yeah. If you need right. a matchup, Kepka. now this went up, man. This was minus 140. It's minus 152. Brooks Kepka, and by the way, one of the biggest rivalries in sports right now. Kepka over De- DeChambeau, minus 152 now. DeChambeau, he's a reckless driver, really. He's like, I'll hit it 400 yards. We'll see what happens. But he's going to find himself in these deep roughs and the sand, like you said. And uh, he's had his last three opens. He hasn't even sniffed the top 50. Uh, twice he didn't make the cut. And I expect the same kind of thing here. Shame the devil. In, in pro football, Tom Brady goes to, to Tampa. And so mm. what do the game makers say? Like, well, then let's put him against Drew Brees week one. Let's just pull the Band-Aid off and give the people what they want right. a year ago. What are they doing in golf? Why don't they just make these two play against each other? Now it's like, oh, it's sort of like, it's sort of like, don't cry in front of the the school bully or else he's just going to bully you. You two open your mouths. That was dumb. Golfers right. should now, I mean, the golf organizer should be like, well, now you have to play against each other every round. That'd be great. That'd be great. I think, uh, Kepka said he'd reluctantly play with him during the Ryder Cup or something. It's really funny how, how he doesn't like him. It's the stupidest thing. You brought up football. I don't know why, but no, we're, we're going to talk about. So what happened now? There's a top 10 list. Like I said, you like to get into lists of, mm. of quarterbacks as determined by executives, front office executives and coaches. Let me just read the list to you. Patrick Mahomes, one, Aaron Rodgers, two, Tom Brady, three, Russell Wilson, four, Josh Allen, five, Matthew Stafford, six, Dak Prescott, seven, Lamar Jackson, eight, Justin Herbert cracks the list as a rookie from last year, nine, and Kyla Murray, 10. Coincidentally, Sheck, if you look, uh, because we speak through uh, odds here, if you look at the odds for MVP, those are exactly the top 10 expected Hmm. to win the award in that Are there order. Any snubs? No, not in that order. So the no. first, the top three, the top three stay in order. It's uh, Mahomes, Rogers, Brady, and then Allen would go fourth. Which um, that's where the list goes a little sideways, right? Josh Allen is is fifth on this coach executive list. You have, uh, I mean, Emmy nominations came out yesterday. You see any snubs on this list? I think the only ones you would consider are Big Ben. And I feel weird talking about this. We have four minutes to discuss this before Robin Lopez jumps on. But Big Ben or I think Matt Ryan could make a case for being in this top 10. What do you well, think? Well, I, I think, first of all, Maya, how do you know that Robin Lopez doesn't have some strong opinions oh, on, on pro football QBs? We, mm-hmm. we won't know until we ask him. Um, in the meantime, I'll say this. The snub, I do, you know, I, I've said it before. I'll say it to you again. Matt Ryan... Uh, just holds on there. Jake Matthews or Chris Long doesn't draw the holding call on Jake Matthews in Super Bowl 51. Oh, yeah. Uh, 28 to 3 rally never um, pays off. And we all understand that Matt Ryan is on his way to the Hall of Fame. Um, it, as it is now, it's kind of like if you say Matt Ryan's go to the Hall of Fame, people kind of chuckle. No one chuckles yeah. at Ben Roethlisberger going to the Hall of Fame. However, a lot of talk about whether he's picking up his left heel on run plays or his weight and everything else right now. I I like this. This is what we want is if you are a Steelers backer, you want chip on the shoulder Ben Roethlisberger for the 2021 season. This is good. I don't want him on a top 10. I get it. We we have to figure out what top 10 means because I don't think it's – I heard you talking about it with Ross Tucker yesterday. It's like 
it's a different question if you're discussing who do you want as your quarterback for the next five years. I don't think that's what this list is. I don't know that. I mean, I think I'd have Joe Burrow over Tom Brady if that were the case, right? If you have five years to consider. Wow, well, yeah, forget five, five years. years. Or something, right? I don't know. I don't think it's five years. So is it based on just what we saw uh, eight months ago, 10 months ago, whatever it was? I think that's what it is. I'm not sure who would maybe Matt Ryan over Kyler Murray. Maybe it's just a little early to say Kyler Murray, you know, but, but he was hurt for most of uh Right. Last year, right? I mean, he played hurt. And, every um, shot, every chance to make the playoffs, and and uh, he didn't yeah. get it done by injury or otherwise. So that is, it, it does feel a little speculative about what's upcoming for him. It can't be based on last year because Aaron Rodgers won the MVP and Mahomes was ahead of him and Tom Brady won the Super Bowl. So that doesn't hold water. Yeah, it's curious. I think it's like uh, when the NFL does its player vote, the top 100 thing, mm-hmm. it's theoretically at least what happened last year combined with what you think is going to happen this year. Either way, That's fine. I find it very funny, the rewriting of history, like I talked about and you just mentioned there with Ross Tucker on Minus 3, uh, a really good episode uh, breaking down Lamar Jackson and all of that, um, is, the, is, is like, let's please everybody ignore what we've been saying about Matthew Stafford or what we haven't been saying about him mm. more accurately because when people do their list of the five or so best quarterbacks, I, I defy you to give me a list that last mentioned Matthew Stafford being among the very best quarterbacks, but all of a sudden, lo and behold, oh yeah, of course he's uh, he's fifth or sixth. He's right in the conversation. Of course he's ahead of Dak Prescott and otherwise. It's very right. funny that all of a sudden Matthew Stafford is is uh, undeniably one of the best. I think he. I think by the way. He will prove that to be true. It's just funny that everybody has decided to wash their hands of their it own opinions. True. Right, exactly. I, man, it's going to be interesting to see with him. It really is. People are overvaluing, and I'm one of them, overvaluing the Rams. I like them because they're the only team that didn't allow 300 points. So they're going to keep you in every game. That's what they did with Seattle in spite of uh, Jared Goff, by the way, who apparently is my neighbor. He lives like three blocks away. I had no idea. Oh, humble brag. Maybe we just don't even need the adjective. It's just a brag. I live in a really rough town. So I was like, whoa, why is he living here? I don't know. It doesn't make sense for me. Detroit? Yeah, it is. I've heard that. I've heard (laughs) Detroit has some rough patches there. Yeah, he could do better than that. But um, so, you know, Colin Coward, I don't even know what you go into, uh, Robin Lopez. Uh, say what you will about Colin Coward. He really broke down this list in an interesting way in that all these guys have very different paths to the NFL. All the, the whole 10. Like, you can't say, all right, this is how you draft a guy because Patrick Mahomes played on a losing team at Texas Tech, right? Tom Brady struggled to start at Michigan. Uh, Russell Wilson had to transfer from NC State. He wasn't as good as... Glennon, right? He couldn't start there. Uh, who else? I mean, actually, you talk about Stafford. He's the only one who did it the traditional way. He was like highly coveted out of high school, went to a big school in Georgia, um, excelled there. Uh, it would make sense to draft him. There's a couple others. I guess I guess Lamar Jackson went to a basketball school and did well. And uh, Dak Prescott's coach, you know, at Mississippi State, it wasn't he wasn't even sure about him. All these guys are so all over the place. I thought that was an interesting way. Kyler Murray wanted to play baseball. Like what it, it how do you really draft? You look at these 10, you're like, oh my God. What do Let we me do? cliff notes it for over. you, Sal. Yeah. Yes, he can have his uh his more labyrinthine explanation, but the but the mm-hmm. cliff's notes of that is that um that that we have reached full QB saturation in pro football. 
There are a lot of good quarterbacks now. It's not that hard to find one. Just don't make a mistake. There will always be some crapshoot element to quarterback. And obviously, if you look back at the most recent high-end draft with any number from Lamar Jackson, Baker Mayfield, Josh Allen, Sam Darnold, still a question mark, Josh Rosen, nowhere to be found. But Mm -hmm. the point is, as long as you don't err, and you can even err, as the Cardinals prove, in this new age of thinking, you can even screw up on your Rosen pick and be like, yeah, let's just erase that and get Kyler Murray the next year because quarterbacks are almost growing on trees now. Right, By but I, I'm, going, I'm going the other way. I'm like, there, there's a lot of opportunity to screw up because if you say, all right, Patrick Mahomes is the greatest, he's the greatest we've ever seen, whatever. You say, all right, so let's take a guy with a big arm on a losing team, uh, right? Texas Tech. No, that could definitely not work out. Um, you could say, all right, let's take uh, Russell Wilson. No, no, no. He transferred and like he's small. It's like, a, we got to stay away from that. No, because that does work out sometimes. Like, I don't know how you're a scout these days. I think it's very difficult to try. I mean, I just gave you like seven, you talk seven different like combinations of how you could get to this league. And I'm not sold on any of them. I hear you. I I guess there's a through line through the decades there. Tom Brady, I don't know if you heard, he was a sixth round pick, but the, you know, Bart Starr was a 15th round pick. But I feel like in the 70s, like Terry Bradshaw, Roger Staubach, the two best core, Fran Tarkenton, Mm -hmm. I don't know where he, he was. Pre, he, he was drafted well before them. I like. Well, right, let, we can we can shelf the football talk unless Robin Lopez has some keen opinions oh. on, uh, on this thing. I'd love to All hear right. from him. Let's have him on. All right, here he is, Shaq. Let's bring in our guest. He's a 13-year NBA veteran and the biggest nightmare to NBA mascots everywhere. Washington Wizard Center, Robin Lopez. What's up, Robin? What's going on? I, you know what? I, want, I do love the mascot thing. You feud with NBA mascots, and some people think they're cute and furry. You and I both know they're a mascot. They're nuisances, right? And they're dangerous. Which mascot do you like beating up the most? Oh, uh, so many come to mind. Um, <laughs> I love going after Clutch, the Houston Rockets mascot. Yeah. Um, I think Hooper, the Detroit Pistons, he's very obtrusive. He's, he's yeah. out He's out there just for himself. He's not even supporting his team. He's just trying to make himself famous. So. Right. Super obnoxious. Yeah, he should be in Philadelphia. What's it's a me doing? guy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> hey, uh, I don't have to tell you, your twin brother, Brooke, is in the finals. What? Let me ask you, do you, how is it? Are you pacing during the game? Do you talk to him before or after the game, or do you just, like, leave him alone for two weeks? This is pretty big. I mean, it's, it's pretty insufferable for me, honestly. Yeah. Honestly, yeah. Um, I he 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 tries to lord it over me a little bit, and I, I don't bite. I, I I maintain that I'm the bigger man, and I don't. I just don't bite. But so I mean, it's nice for the Lopez family. It's I mean, it's been an enduring thing now for 15 years for the Lopez family. Like two brothers, both in the NBA, but at this point. You you're you kind of like like good for you getting to the final brook, but don't win it because then that cinches it for all of time. That will be that yeah. will be the claim for the for the remaining decades that you both walk the big blue marble, right? That's that's difficult, right? You're right, mm-hmm. you're right. <laughs> you guys almost met in the first round, right? If if the play-in had worked out a different way, you would have had a series against each other. <laughs> that would have been nice. That has to happen at some point. That definitely. That definitely has to happen at some point. I'm not saying the NBA should manipulate anything. That would right. be that above them, but they, that that should definitely happen at some point. 
Let me ask you, would you guys, I think, Sheck, now if we were to make a line on this, the Lopez brothers against the Antetokounmpo brothers, hmm. I think I'd take the Lopez brothers on two and two. How did you, uh, Robin, how do you see that game playing out? Um, I mean, I don't think, there's not much they're going to be able to do in the interior, mm-hmm. honestly. I mean, I think when they get in there, it's going to be a brick wall, so they're going to have to take advantage of something from the outside. Right. If DeAndre Ayton called you up and he said, listen, what's your number, Robin? And and uh, like 10,000, 20,000, give me some tips on Brooke. Would you <laughs> would you provide them? Is there a number that would offset family loyalty? There's a number and it's far lower than that. <laughs> <laughs> some crab cakes or something like that? Yeah. Exactly. We'll have to get that out to DeAndre. That's good. I do want to talk about when you came into the league. We were looking at this. Like, it's a different game when you came in 2008. Uh, I think I have this right. And d- don't correct me if I don't. But you took 23-point attempts. You had 23-point attempts in your first 10 seasons. Last year, you took 105 three-pointers with the Bucks. Uh, your brother in his first eight seasons, not last year, but you, uh, two years ago, in his first eight seasons took 31 three-point attempts. This year he took 281. When did it finally feel like, okay, I guess this is just how the NBA is now. Everyone's got to knock down threes. Was there a moment you remember? Because it's unbelievable. The, the um, I, started, I started working on that shot like four years ago when I was in Chicago. Mm-hmm. And when I got to Milwaukee, um, Bud told me, you know, we have the utmost confidence in you. Just, you, you get there, just let it fly. So, yeah. Um, yeah, I had fun with it. <laughs> yeah. So absolutely. you were like, you're like, wait a minute. That's what that line's for? That that uh, that <laughs> semicircle is like, well, that's worth more points if I make it? And Steph Curry's getting celebrated for doing that? I'm getting in on this act. <laughs> I, I thought that was for the National Volleyball League and they were, mm-hmm. when they were playing the same court they right. would be in, some, in some capacity. Easy mistake <laughs> to make. Um, what Do you ever look back and think, uh, do you and, and Brooke ever kind of have conversations about, like, who won the name game? Like, Brooke versus Robin, who won the mm. better name at, oh, uh, did, on your date of birth? Robin's a better name? No, for sure, for sure. Um because. Justin Sports, you have Robin Young, right. Milwaukee Brewers. Um, fictional characters, you have Robin Hood. You have Robin the Boy Wonder. Yeah, but there's I Batman. Mean, so does that make him Batman? You know, that's not, the conundrum. That, that makes not, him Brooke. Just, just yeah. because somebody's named Robin doesn't make anybody else Batman. That's not how it works. <laughs> yeah, come on, Shaq. That's really insulting Batman, I think. You're right, and I just want to say for the record to make you feel good during this difficult time for you as, as Brooke is three wins away from an NBA title, I want you to know that at minimum, Brooke is empirically a bad name for a baby. Maybe not for a grown man, but Brooke the baby. Like, oh, little sweetie, what's his name? Brooke. That's yeah. not the name for a baby. Yeah, I think you won out, Robin. I think you do. And Robin, we're going to get into it as a big comic book fan, so mm-hmm. uh, we'll get into that in a minute. So that, yeah, it might have been a blessing. Uh, I would be excited to be Boy. named Robin. What do you think of tonight, game four? I mean, do you have to say it'd be fun if you say the Suns win, but do you think the Bucks even things up? You know, it's, it's difficult to say. Um, they need this one. I don't need, I don't need to tell anybody that. They, that's, this is a game they, they, they need to win, but... Um, I, I think it's a really it's a really interesting series. 
you got all the storylines, Chris Paul there, uh, Monty Williams, who, who I played for. He's a great guy. He's been doing amazing things with that team. Um, I, I'm just as excited as anybody else to see the game, honestly. Yeah. Yeah, it should be good. All right, so you're not committing. I know. That sounds like he likes the Suns tonight, Check. <laughs> uh, well, I, I, I can't tell, and I would be fascinated to hear what y- your thoughts are on, or, or if Brooke has said anything to you about, like, what the hell? How is Giannis? We all saw his knee do like that, but I don't mean like this in the bent, the right direction. I mean, it went like this, his knee, and now he's playing basketball and still as dynamic as he ever was. It's crazy to look at. Um, what gives there? I mean, how, how does he uh, survive that injury and, and be playing two weeks later? Yeah, I don't really want to joke about it, but it seemed like some kind of Gumby thing or something. Yeah. <laughs> How does, by the way, I, I feel like, not not maybe what happened to Giannis, but I feel like we should see it a dozen times a game. Like, you guys, you seven-footers inside should at least jump and fall on each other's sneakers and turn a foot. Like, why don't we see that all the time? Are you just hyper-aware of it? Or is, is there a lot of luck? But why, I, right? Is it? Shouldn't this be happening more? I, I know with me personally, I only jump about a half inch off the floor, okay. so I don't worry about anything sliding under my foot. Gotcha. Savvy, savvy yeah, that's move. That's I like that you keep invoking all the names of uh, the coaches and players you've known and played in. That's because you've played on 27 NBA teams. Can you name them all right now off the top of your head, like naming your children or I can, I can name the three, I, the three I didn't play for. <laughs> you can do that. That's easy. Clever. Uh, Buffalo Braves. Right. <laughs> I'm looking now. You were not a member of the Buffalo Braves yet. It's good to, there's still time. All right, listen, I want to get serious here because I have money on the Phoenix Suns to score the first point. Okay. Now here's where you come in, Robin. Your brother is taking the tip, the opening tip. He's three and oh against Aiton in the opening tip. I need him to tank this. Now you talked about money and how much less it would cost to give advice no one will notice if he tanks the opening tip. Aiton comes down, gets fouled, makes the first free throw. I win my bet. How much is it worth to you? I, I can get you in on this. We're going to have to talk in comic books, I think. There's not, okay. not really a money point. I think we're going to have to talk in comic books or something. Hmm. Okay. I got gotcha. you. All right. All right. Good. See, see, this is, what, this, is how you make, uh, this is how you make money, Shaq. This is also how you get booted off the air. It's so, a negotiation. That's yeah. all. That's what this is the opening salvo. Hey, we've right. heard about your vacations and like they give awards. I don't, are you waiting for, do you vacation with Brooke? Or are you just, these uh, vacations where you give awards are legendary. What's the best award you've given on some of these uh, family vacations? The best award. The award, the award I always try to win mm-hmm. is most adventurous, but that's just because I'm an Indiana Jones fan. Um, okay. We have awards as simple as something like best dressed, um, mm-hmm. we have the Braveheart Award, which was, um, created after a friend of ours tried to jump on a boat from the dock, trying to impress, um, some British <laughs> girls. And so that, the Braveheart Award is for the most memorable moment of the, of the vacation or trip or whatever. That's what a good happened. one to win. And nice. as a result, l- much like Mel Gibson in Braveheart, uh, did your friend, when he landed on that boat, to have to have several feet of intestines removed from the injury <laughs> he suffered? <laughs> he had this he had this giant bruise going down his left leg from <laughs> from like mid thigh 
all the way, all the way past the knee. It was, it was amazing. And were they impressed? The ladies, did it work? Was it worth the, uh, the gamble? (laughs) I think in a way they were impressed and that's what's important. That's (laughs) what's important. Not the way he wanted. In a a way. (laughs) (laughs) Well, Robin, you have this comic book coming. I'm fascinated by this. I was reading up on it and it's called Transition Game. It now comes out the 20th. Tell us all about this. I was hoping it was supposed to maybe come out this week. I was hoping it would fight with uh, Space Jam 2 and people would forego going out to see that and would read chapter one of your comic book. But now it is coming out next week. Tell us about it. Yeah, we couldn't quite get that synergy working. Yeah. That, 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 that. <laughs> right. um, it's this, so this is a, a, a story. Um, it's been developed between the, the Lopez brothers. And that includes one of my older brothers, Chris. Mm-hmm. And... It's about a kid who's a, an American kid who's playing basketball, middle basketball, middle school basketball in Germany. And his mom gets sent to a small island in Japan um, mm-hmm. off of Okinawa for work. So obviously with the part of the title transition game, it's a big change for him. Um, a whole other side of the world, whole, whole kind of different, different view to basketball. And it's based on our love of comics, kids, um, our love of basketball, of course, and the fact that as kids, we, we did switch schools a lot. And my older brother, he moved from Los Angeles to Whidbey Island, which is a small island, two hour, or about two hours north of Seattle, um, and that was when he was in in middle school, mm-hmm. um, and so that was that was a big change for him going from Los Angeles, one of the cradles of, of youth basketball, high school basketball, to a small island just a little bit yeah. south of Florida. Yeah, and this is all documented in the comic. And you have like a Japanese manga artist uh, contributed, and uh, yeah. it seems like it's yeah. going to be a fun. Kazuki-san, and he he's his work is fantastic. Uh, it really pops. It stands out on, um, on the shelves. He's done uh, a lot of a lot of other great stuff, like um, Ancho, Doubt versus Goyushi-san. Mm-hmm. and um, he was actually the lead assistant on Slam Dunk by Inoue-san, and that's the kind of the seminal basketball manga of all time. Nice. So we're really we were really lucky to have him. Does anyone have superpowers in these um, in this comic book? Nobody has nobody has superpowers, but uh, the by as as dynamic as the art is, it might appear sometimes that people do. Oh, nice! If you're over in Okinawa, does the does this climax with one of you playing one on one basketball against Daniel Larusso no, for your life? For your life, that, that, he fought for his life. He he would have lost his life had that fight gone south for Larusso. <laughs> He would have he he would have died on that little miniature island that he fought the guy on. He only Maybe. tweaked his adversary's nose, but it would have been and, and much Miyagi worse. Miyagi was the other okay way. with it. Miyagi's like, man, eh, you gotta go do your thing. No points in this one. <laughs> go fight to the death. You got yourself into this, Daniel. Yeah. Maybe in a later volume. Now with the Karate Kid resurgence we're living in in this right. world, we're gonna we're gonna have to work a lot harder for those rights. <laughs> exactly. What is the best superpower, Robin? I think super speed, but that's speaking as somebody who, as everybody can see, is not very fast themselves. So it's kind of wish fulfillment on my part. 
Super could, speed. No, is flying there is anyone? The flying flying's the best. Well, of course, flying's the best. How fast? That's about? the question. How fast can Who you? Who cares? Super speed is is what? Maybe running. Uh, how how fast is the average human run? Uh, super speed for me is probably running around the, the speed of Russell Westbrook. It doesn't have anything to do with moving at light <laughs> speed. It just is moving faster than I already move. You want to run? All right, Russell Westbrook superpower speed. Yeah. All right. I always enjoy fly. the I always yeah. enjoy the Justice League versus Avengers, like core Avengers fight, you know, battle royale. And what ultimately tilts it in my book is that Superman would be under would be probably at the end of it, no one could defeat him. But can you make a case that Hulk or Thor might be able to defeat Superman? So the the two the two common cases in those in those situations, I don't I, I think Superman could beat either. Mm-hmm. I I don't think the Hulk has a chance, but people say the matter Hulk gets, the stronger he gets. So right. it's one of those things if could God microwave a burrito so hot he couldn't pick it up. <laughs> like if theoretically the Hulk got mad enough, he should be able to be strong enough to beat Superman, which is ridiculous, as we know. Because we're, this is a serious conversation. Well, but listen, I see. I asked you this question, and you fell into my trap. Superman could—I don't know what Thor exactly. I feel like because you—you can take Thor's eyeball out, so obviously you can injure him. But Hulk, I don't think you can damage him. What you could do if you're Superman is you could grab, even if he has you hand, you can still fly. You fly him into deep space. And as long as then you get him off of you, like, what's Hulk going to do then? You know, like, then he's like, then he's like Zod and the two other people in that piece of glass in Superman 2. Like, Hulk's just stuck in space. How he, how's he getting back? Answer, he isn't. I agree. I agree. Thor has a chance because occasionally when the writers want to bring it up, Superman does have a vulnerability to magic. And Thor is kind of, kind of oh. has some kind of magic aura around him so yeah mixoplick gets him with that sometimes you're right 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 by the way we're joking here but i'm looking at you robin and what what uh uh you would really be able to give it to your brother so what he wins the nba title if it happens great you beat phoenix four games to three you should petition marvel you need to be a superhero honestly you're seven feet tall you got the great hair you got the voice of a superhero what are we doing here Shaq? What are we talking about? Powers and stuff. He's, he's right here. Move right over, here. Apache Chief. Here comes Robin Lopez. Yes. Do it, Somebody's Robin. asleep with the switch. Somebody's yeah. asleep with the switch. All right, listen. We're going to get this done for you. I know some people in Hollywood who can get you on the, le- you know, really take a good look at you. You just have to make it so your brother botches the opening tip. One hand washes the other. You got it? I got it. Okay, good. <laughs> what the, te- the comic book comes out July 20th, right? The first chapter... It's called mm-hmm. Transition Game. Very excited about it. And uh, you have anything else to plug? I mean, that that seems like enough. It looks like a fun uh, little endeavor here. I don't know. That's fantastic. I'm just going to be watching Star Trek for the rest of the day. So <laughs> Now, here. wait a second, Sal. I got one more question Go ahead, for him because he, he had me at Dr. Indiana Jones. <laughs> oh, yeah. If you don't have weapons, I mean, like detachable weapons, which is to say an arrow from a distance or a gun or anything, but you are allowed to have your weapon of choice as long as it doesn't leave your hand. I say Beatrix Kiddo 
or Jason Bourne could beat any other human. If you don't get to wear a superhuman, a superhero <laughs> costume like uh, Iron Man or whatever. Mm-hmm. But Dr. Jones, as we know, is a cagey fighter, especially if he has his whip. Could he defeat all or or would uh, would, uh, you know, Jason Bourne be his undoing? I'm biased. I'm going to side with I'm always going to side with Indiana Jones. I think Indiana Jones' whole shtick that he's always in over his head. So if he goes into a fight seeming like the underdog, I, I think he can take it. It's gonna be it's gonna be close because that's what he does. But I think he's gonna take it. All right. Well, well, I mean, if Bourne just has three snakes around his neck, it's over, right? He just uh, has goes running <laughs> off like a, that's a true. sissy. Yeah. All right, Robin. I'm gonna let you go before Sheck starts interrogating you about the wizard's uniforms. So, but thank you so much for coming on. This is a lot of fun. The comic book comes out July 20th, right? Transition game. 20th, yep. All right. Good job by you. Thanks again. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. I'm telling you right now, that that superhero thing, honestly, like, uh, you know, Dave Batista gets in the in the world, right? Yeah, that's I think true. Robin Lopez is, uh, is a better fit in that moment. Guardians you know? of the Galaxy 3. Yeah. It's coming out. wonder if they can still shoot some extra scenes and squeeze them in there. Get them in there. All right. That was a lot of fun. Uh Joel, good point, bad point. I think it was a good show, What? right? We did almost an hour. It was a great show. It was a, a, a late contender for best good point. Robin Lopez should be a superhero, a Marvel superhero. Thank you. All right, um, did it win it? Uh, no. No, it did not, no. Uh, my good point is going to go to Dave, how uh, the PGA should be absolutely pairing uh, Kepka and DeChambeau. Yeah. I mean, Major League Baseball figured out they needed Otani hitting and pitching. NBA Christmas Day matchups always are, you know, Rockets Thunder or Nets mm-hmm. Celtics. Uh, PGA has to figure this out. That's that's must-watch TV. I agree. I don't know if it should be every tournament, though. That, that takes the allure away from it, right? Like, uh well, yeah, we won't know till we see, right? Ollie let's do it. Let's do it one time and months. then see. Yeah, I get you. All right. What was the bad point, Joel? Don't you dare give it to me. I had really good points the whole hour. Uh, I mean, this is going to be hard to find a, a, a bad point. Um, right. uh, I don't think there are any. And, All right, the uh, bad point yeah. is going to be when uh, Brooke Lopez scores the first point of the game against the <laughs> against the Suns, <laughs> and we had this agreement with Robin. That'll be the bad and first point. Uh, Shaq minus three. You, you did it with Eddie Spaghetti yesterday. You got Hench coming up tomorrow, right? Am I getting getting falling behind? No, yeah, really good, uh, legit good stuff from uh, Ross Tucker, who is one of the few humans who can actually talk with some uh, wisdom about offensive line play. What can happen in the AFC North specifically as a result mm-hmm. of that offensive line play? Lamar Jackson, Ben Roethlisberger, all that stuff. Check that one out. It was a good episode, and we'll have Hench uh, tomorrow, like you say. There you go. Against all odds tomorrow, we're doing race to one. Yes, it's race to one Wednesday tonight. We're going to have a trivia question. We'll get um, a fan involved. We'll play for him or her. That'll be exciting. Just a reminder to everyone out there, you may feel like underdogs, but please remember, you're all my favorites. (laughs) 